Hello everyone and welcome back to my podcast, The Spiritualist. I'm so excited you're joining me here again today because we are going to be talking about everything to do with your chakras. So this is something that comes up a lot. I get a lot of questions and messages about chakras and how um, they can heal, how you can unbalance them, how you can balance them, how we can be aware of blockages and their symptoms of this, as well as how we can start really working with our chakras and energetic fields to really unlock our potential in life and living a life that is really, really, vibrant and healthy. So I'm super excited to kind of jump into this topic today because especially doing Reiki and being a Reiki practitioner myself, I work a lot with my own chakras as well as looking into the health of others and their chakras and the condition of them. And it really started to make me more aware of just how our chakras really work as well as as I was starting to get insights into chakras just how dramatically they are impacted by our feelings, our thoughts, our actions, and even situations that come up in our lives and how they can dramatically affect our energetic field. It was very, very interesting and kind of awakening to this truth through Reiki and really, really learning about them, I thought that this would be an excellent thing to share with others because so many of us are unaware just how important they are and how vital they are and how connected they are to everything that's going on in our physical body, um, etc. So there's so, so much um, that really is entailed with this. So to start right um, off with this, I want to first go into what exactly the chakras are. So for those of you who are new to this, I wanted to specify so you have a better understanding of what exactly they are. So um, chakra is the Sanskrit word meaning wheel or vortex. And there are seven major chakras that we have in our body. And they're all located at separate areas within the body as well. Um, So in total, there's seven. And in addition, there are more than 20 minor chakras as well, which can sit in the palm of the hands, on the knees, and on the soles of the feet. So a healthy chakra can be seen physically as well um, by those with the trained eye. And they vibrate evenly in a circular motion, resembling a funnel, which is fairly narrow close to the body, but which becomes wider as it gets further away. So chakras are an essential part of our body's energy system because they are intimately connected to our physical health and as each is linked with a specific part of the body and the system within the body. So a lot of times when we do Reiki, for instance, either on ourselves or on another person, our hands are going to be in a placement of all of these major chakras because this is where that vital life force energy, the Reiki, can be most easily absorbed and transferred. So that's why in Reiki, we have particular hand positions and areas in the body that we tend to hover over or Um, touch because those are the energy centers aka your chakras 
So each of these governs certain areas in your body and to kind of go through them, I want to first start off in order with them. So we're going to talk um, about each chakra specifically, their uh, location, their color, what um, they govern, as well as how we can be aware of them and making sure that we can open our eyes to any sort of symptoms to blockages or where or why we might be having certain issues in our lives, physically, emotionally, etc. So to kind of start off, I want to start with our crown chakra, which is our number seven chakra. So this is the very top of the head is where this is located. Its color is violet, purple, or white, and it particularly governs the body parts and systems of the pineal gland, the pituitary gland, the nervous system, the mind, and the whole body. So it's very, very encompassing. And it's associated with life aspects of enlightenment, knowledge, spirituality, understanding, self-realization, unity, connection, fulfillment, completion, mysticism, and universal consciousness. The key words with this chakra is I have. So with this crown chakra, it really in a nutshell is our connection with source. It really has everything to do with that. It's our spiritual connectivity. So a lot of times things that can really block this chakra are symptoms like not seeing the beauty in the world, not feeling connected, um, feeling spiritually adrift or disconnected, having depression, and we have this just overall decline in motivation, excitement, and we might even have some physical symptoms like poor coordination. We might have chronic tension, headaches. We might get exhausted. You know, there's quite a few things that are quite encumbered with this. But the biggest thing that we need to be aware of is how we can unblock these things if those are symptoms we're dealing with, as well as how we can really just bring the chakra back to harmony and balance. So, to really address this, we want to look at if is it overactive or is it underactive? So things we want to look at, if it's overactive, we're going to have a lot of apathy. We're going to feel disconnection from our spirituality or from source itself. And we might even have some self-destructing tendencies. So those are the three things you really want to look for if we have an overactive crown chakra. But if we have the reverse of that and we have the underactive, we're going to have a lot of confusion of what we want. We won't know what we want, what we need, what we want to do with our lives. There might be lack of inspiration, creativity. Maybe we even have this desire to just oversleep because we're just so unmotivated. And once again, tying into the physical symptoms of this is the headaches, the exhaustion, the poor coordination. And some of the um, real things to watch out for that can throw our chakra, our crown chakra out of balance is situations like a midlife crisis, um, situations where we are forced to reevaluate life. Maybe we have a big job change, a relationship change. Maybe there is some conflicting family relationships. Maybe there is just this blockage there and we just are not seeing through it. We're feeling 
disconnected from life. We're feeling like we have no connectivity. This was something that I really battled with um, in my past because if you have listened to podcasts previous to this, you'll kind of understand my personal journey growing up in a household that was extremely strict, extremely religious, um, and having no freedom in that, I felt extremely disconnected. I really struggled for a very long time with my relationship with God um, simply because I had a hard time wrapping my head around around who God really was because I was told so many things and my belief system that I was given growing up and taught from infancy upward was that God was this one entity and that you had to do everything possible to please and to serve. And if you were not matching up to those standards that were set out for you, then you were not worthy of God's love you were not entitled to a relationship with God. And I always was taught to self-analyze and to really go inward and make sure that there was nothing that God could find, um, you know, not enough. And that constantly was something that I really battled with, was feeling like I wasn't deserving of this relationship with God because I looked at people around me and they were so spiritual and they they were feeling the Holy Spirit. They were having this amazing connection with God, or so it seemed. And I couldn't get that. And I kept feeling like, I can't be this perfect Christian woman. I can't meet all these expectations because that wasn't who I was deep down. And I kept feeling like a hypocrite, like my heart, my soul was not enough laid bare to be loved, to be worthy of a relationship with God. And because of that, I felt this huge disconnect. Um, I felt like I wasn't worthy of having a relationship with God, with the universe. And it took me many years to actually start repairing this connection and realizing that actually I could have a connection with the universe and that part of the universe is actually a part of me. And that I had really disassociated myself from that and that because of my false beliefs growing up and belief system that I now see was very flawed was separating me from this freedom, from this love that was freely given to me all along but I wasn't aware of it. And that, as a result, really unbalanced my crown chakra for many, many years because I wasn't connected. I wasn't feeling connected. And because of that, I suffered from a lot of these symptoms. I I really did have that self-destructive tendency. I I always was trying to self-sabotage. I constantly didn't know what direction to head in. I was confused. I had lack of inspiration. I really struggled in life because I constantly felt like I was not connected. And it wasn't until years later and years of developing this relationship now that I have with Source and really discovering myself and really, really working hard at realizing my false beliefs, my programming, acknowledging these as not the real truth that I was able to come to this understanding that no, 
I am worthy of love. I am worthy of connection. And there's nothing that I need to do or change or be to be worthy of that love. And as I've spoken of many times in previous podcasts, when I started getting that connection with Source, when I started connecting with my guides, finding out who they were, what they wanted to say, and hearing their messages of love, of such unconditional love, it really would move me to tears because it was so beautiful and it was so unfathomable for me for so long that I could be loved so much, that I could be worthy of such a beautiful, untainted love that had no conditions, that I could just be who I was and that be enough. And that was a humongous revelation for me in my life. And sometimes it still is, and I still need to remind myself of that, that it's okay to just be that I don't have to be perfect. But regardless of where I'm at in my journey, I still deserve love. And I still deserve that connection with God. And I feel like there's so many of us feel that we are separate from the universe, that God is a separate entity from us. And this is a new understanding for me that that's not true. We have to start viewing the universe as part of us, that we are one, that all of us are interconnected and that there is no separateness. We're all one unit. Our guides, our angels, whatever it is you believe in, All of those things are part of us. We need to start viewing that as such. Stop separating yourself from source. I see this a lot with actually many spiritual people. They might get a lot of insight. They might get a lot of, um, you know, of their guides approaching them, trying to help them on their spiritual path, but they try to ignore them. They try to tune them out. They try to pretend that they're not there. But this isn't embracing that truth. This is disconnecting them from source. And when I've done Reiki for many people, that's come up where it's like, we're here. We're waiting to connect with you. Stop tuning us out. Stop ignoring our guidance. Start trusting us. Start realizing that you don't have to do everything by yourself. Start realizing that we are here for you and we are willing to help and we're willing to do it freely. There's nothing you have to do. There's nothing you have to say. Just be willing. Just be open. Let yourself receive. Let yourself open up to this possibility that there is more than just you in this universe. And that, in fact, you are more than you realize And this connection with source can be something that will only add to your journey, add to your spirituality, add to your life. 
When I started waking up to this truth, I was never more happy. I had such satisfaction in my life and still do from this connection with source. And now I can't even imagine living a day without it because it is so beautiful and so precious and so valuable to me. And it has added such a richness and delight to my life, to every day that I wake up, I'm excited to hear from my guides. I'm excited to do my Reiki. I'm excited to have that connection. And it brings me so much joy to realize how loved I truly am. So if this is something you can relate with, every day just start being open to the possibilities. Instead of looking at the ugliness of the world, the darkness that may very well exist, start putting your focus and your, change your perception to one of positivity and love. You're either in a space of fear or you're either in a space of love. And we get to choose. We get to decide every day that we start, every day that we wake up is a new beginning, a new opportunity of growth, of expansion, of happiness, of joy and delight. So really seize these opportunities. Don't get stuck in the pattern. Don't become a negative Nelly. <laughs> um, really keep that focus on the beauty that exists. Maybe perhaps start a gratitude journal. If you're having a hard time getting out of depression, getting out of the darkness in the world, getting out of the constant negativity that we're bombarded with every day, take yourself away from that. Realize that darkness will always exist to a point and it really allows us to illuminate where the light is. So take that opportunity to say, okay, this is happening. This exists. I'm aware of it, but I'm not going to put my focus there. I'm not going to live my life in the darkness, shadowed by the darkness, shadowed by the fear. I choose happiness. I choose delight. I choose to give love to myself and to the world. And I choose to focus on source, on the universe, on God, whatever you want to say. But put your focus there and realize that they only have the best intentions for us here on earth. And they only want us to grow and to come to a place of peace, serenity, and step into our own power where we can find true contentment and satisfaction in life. So that brings me to how we can unblock the crown chakra. Because if you're struggling with these things, what are some practical things that we can start implementing to help us come to a state of balance within this chakra? So there are a few ways that we can do this. And one of the ways that I have found very, very helpful is certain crystals. That's an easy way that you can incorporate balance and harmony in your life. Carrying a crystal in your hand, a pocket, or even someone will put them in their bra. Um, wherever you can have a crystal, keep it. 
And there's certain crystals that really carry a beautiful vibration, a beautiful frequency that can really help us in specific goals. And even going for ones that you were just called to can really, really make a difference. And always trust your intuition because if you're being called, there is a reason for it. So if you're a lover of crystals like myself, ones that I gravitate to if I am in need of some crown chakra balancing are clear quartz and selenite. Those two particular stones are absolutely amazing. The clear quartz is specifically good for spiritual alignment, attunement, and clarity. So if you're in this feeling of, I don't know what to do, I don't know where to go, I don't know what direction my life is headed, and you're in this state of confusion and you are needing clarity, pick up a clear quartz, feel that vibration, Really meditate with it and see what insights come forth because it is a beautiful giver of clarity. So that can be incredibly helpful when we're dealing with our crown chakras. So selenite as well is amazing for opening up the crown. And it's even amazing for the third eye chakra as well. And it really helps us to move past this period of stagnation. So if you're feeling stuck, if you're not sure what direction to go, this crystal can really help you move past that feeling of stuck and it can help propel you forward in your journey. So crystals can be incredibly powerful tools for us that can really help us move forward in balancing our chakras. The other thing, of course, is doing things like yoga and meditation. Those two things are so key when it comes to balancing all of our chakras. Doing this beautiful ancient art of yoga really helps to open up those meridians. It helps us to open up our energy circuits and it helps us to really focus on our breathing, our breath, and how those things, those simple things can really, really help to activate and open certain chakras in our bodies. So definitely try to make a practice of that. Meditating as well is a powerful tool with this. So the color of the crown chakra is typically purple, or it can be seen as a white light. So when you meditate, set that intention to meditate on those colors, on purple, on white, whatever calls to you, and envision that light encompassing your body. And really hold that vision in your mind's eye as you meditate. And this will also help to balance and open that chakra again. The other thing I want to mention is be patient with yourself all of these things really take time. We're not going to be able to balance all of our chakras all of the time right away. It takes persistence, it takes patience, and it takes work. It takes the inner work to get us to where we need to be spiritually. So realize that this is going to be a daily practice for you. This is going to take time. Maybe it's going to take some areas in our lives we need to maybe rethink maybe we need to start recognizing where we have put limiting beliefs on ourselves or certain thought patterns that have come up that we need to rewire for me this took many years so realize that this is a dedicated practice 
and that we're going to keep doing our best, the best that we can in the time that we're given here. So don't beat yourself up. Be patient and realize that all of these things come as they should. So moving on now to our number sixth chakra, and that is our third eye. So this one we've heard a lot about, and even if you're unfamiliar with the chakras, this one we tend to hear a lot about simply because it really governs a lot of our mystical abilities. So when we think of the third eye, the first thing that we really generally think about is seeing. Um, So we do see with this an inner seeing. So it's all about wisdom and knowledge. And this chakra sits right around the brow. Um, So the center of the forehead there. And it governs the color indigo. And the physical body parts and systems it's associated with are the pituitary gland, the pineal, the brain, the hypothalamus, endocrine system, the head, the eyes, and the face. So this chakra is definitely associated with a lot with clairvoyance so seeing beyond the physical realm it's to do with your intuition your insight your imagination your spiritual awareness your vision and individual consciousness so this chakra is all about getting in tune with your spiritual self and it gives us the ability to see things that are that truly matter our conscious, our higher self. So we see much more beyond the physical realm and what earthly things exist. We see much, much beyond that. So um, it really refers to that gate that we're going through, to those inner realms and spaces of higher consciousness. And within the spiritual community, it's really associated with enlightenment. Um, So it's really helping us come to this higher knowledge within ourselves, our intuition, and just identifying who we really are on that inner level. So many of us wonder as well, when it comes to this third eye, a lot of people are concerned about how this can help us achieve more psychic power, more abilities. And this is very true. The third eye has a lot to do with our psychicness, being able to go beyond the physical. Um, So to have a strong third eye, usually people will find that once they strengthen the third eye, they will become more privy to these amazing mystical experiences. They might see things, they might hear things, they might gain more psychicness in general because the third eye is so to do with intuition, that inner knowing and knowledge. And our guides can really use our third eye to help communicate with us. So what can we do and how can we know that our third eye is perhaps out of balance and what can we do to bring it back to that state? So sometimes we want to be on the lookout for these things. So some of the big warning signs that your third eye is out of balance or has a blockage is perhaps you have lack of concentration. Maybe you're very obsessive. Maybe your mind flits here and there. Maybe it's your mind is extremely active. Maybe you have nightmares and maybe you just have a lot of these symptoms that come up with 
a lot to do with the brain as well as that activeness. So another thing would be spending far too much time in self-analyzing. So if you're someone, you're constantly picking yourself apart, you're obsessing over every detail, but you're not getting anywhere with it. You're not being progressive. You're not seeing results from this self-analyzing. Um, you know, maybe you have this very one-sided view of the world. Maybe you're, you're not very flexible. Um, perhaps you're really, really set in your ways and to a point that you're getting self-righteous and you're not open anymore to being movable. Maybe you're over-analytical, and, but you're missing the main points. Maybe you are a little bit off in la-la land. So the other problem that can happen is if the chakra is underactive. So that would also be what I mentioned previously was overactive third eye. So now the opposite of that. If our third eye is deficient, what will we expect to have? So we really will see the opposite side of things. So we won't be as imaginative. We won't have a lot of visualization skills. Maybe we're not really assertive. Um, perhaps we repress memories, especially not wanting to deal with bad memories. Perhaps we have difficulty changing our minds. We only see one side of the story. Um, maybe we can't see the outcomes or ramifications of things or consequences of actions. Um, we don't learn from our mistakes. We just keep repeating them. Um, maybe we're undisciplined we're weak-willed and afraid of success. That's a big one. And if we're um, really, really deficient, we might even be to the point where we can't even set reasonable goals for ourselves. Or when we do set them, those goals are very low. So if we see any of these kind of tendencies within ourselves, this is a big warning sign that maybe our third eye is not fully balanced. So like our crown chakra and what I was suggesting there, there's a lot of things that we can do to help exercise the third eye, can help us balance the third eye. And some of the things that I mentioned there would also apply here. So doing yoga, doing meditations where we are visualizing our third eye opening, where we're seeing that beautiful, vibrant indigo blue, and we really meditate and gravitate towards that color. Perhaps we wear that color a lot. Maybe we use color therapy that way to help our health of the third eye. Maybe we do meditations and envision that third eye opening up like a lotus flower and we really start visualizing the inner workings and the inner truths that come forward. Perhaps we say some affirmations. And some examples of affirmations that you can use in this particular chakra is recognizing wisdom comes from within. So this is a big one that you can start repeating to yourself. I recognize wisdom comes from within, not from other sources. Affirmation two, I see all situations with clarity and objectivity. Affirmation number three, I am open to inner guidance. Number four, the knowledge of the universe is within me. 
these affirmations can really help you go more inward and keep the focus there because a lot of times we don't realize how knowledgeable and how much wisdom our souls really hold. What our third eye might be trying to perceive that we're just not seeing, we're blocking that sight from really taking in the truth. Perhaps we're avoiding what we're receiving So similar to the crown chakra, if we're not connecting with source and we're not really listening, paying attention and really seeing and visualizing these things, we we aren't going to be open to receive. We're not going to be able to receive the insights we need, the guidance we need. And if you're someone you want to expand your spirituality, you want to expand your psychic ability, working with a third eye will highly, highly benefit you and highly enhance your spiritual journey and will really, really bring you to a whole other level of these things. So really start working with the third eye and this will really help you get into with your spiritual self and really begin to see that inner wisdom and knowledge unfurl in your world. So next up in our chakras is our throat chakra. So chakra number five. So this chakra is everything to do with the throat, with our voice, with our communication, our honesty. And the color that reflects this chakra is blue. The body parts that this chakra governs is our thyroid, our parathyroid, our metabolism, our ears, our nose, our mouth, our teeth, our neck, and of course, the throat. So the associated life aspects with this chakra is communication, creativity, self-expression, abundance, sound, vibration, receiving, as well as just our authenticity. So the words that govern this is I speak. The throat chakra is one of my favorite chakras to focus on um, simply because it really governs a lot of different things in our life. And this chakra is a very delicate one as they all are. However, one of the biggest things that I want to draw attention to when it comes to this chakra is really realizing the effects and the consequences of our words. Words are incredibly powerful. They can bring about change. They can declare intention. They can declare love. They can declare war. They can express our deepest desires. They hold so much weight and so much power in our lives and sometimes to a point that we don't really fully understand. But through trying to understand this and the power that words hold, we can really discover that our words, no matter how small or unimportant they may seem, have real consequences. And this is especially true when it comes to the health of your throat chakra. So if our throat chakra is in balance, we'll be able to use our words and express our words and express ourselves in a very healthy, honest, and loving way. We'll feel creative, we'll feel helpful, purposeful, and we'll be able to ask for help when we need it. Um, We'll know what we want, we'll know what we need, and we're not afraid to show our vulnerability. 
So people are really going to be drawn to that honesty, drawn to that creativity, and they'll respect you and your ability to speak openly and being honest. So that is really key when it comes to the throat chakra. Those are all the things that we should experience when it is in good health. So what can we expect when it's not in good health? What can we look at and try to avoid? What symptoms will manifest? So unless we find this balance, a lot of times we might find in life that we're staying stagnant. We're remaining the same. Things aren't really moving. There's no forward momentum and things aren't working out the way we want to. And a lot of this can come to our authenticity. If we're not being real, if we're not being honest and genuine with ourselves, we can really, really block our manifestation because we're not being true to us. We're not really putting our absolute best foot forward in life. And when we're not being ourselves, how can we really welcome in true and honest beauty in our lives if that's not what we're putting out there? So a lot of times when we're not being ourselves, this can really work to our detriment, not only by the emotional damage that can be done, but also on these other levels within the chakra. So some of the things we want to look for is not speaking our truth. So if you're someone, you're very timid, you have a hard time speaking up for yourself, you don't like to cause conflict, you don't like to get in there and say anything or disturb the peace, this very well might be a chakra that you want to pay a lot of attention to. We might even feel lost for words, so we might not be able to even think of things to say, or we might get a big lump that forms in our throat from not speaking, and that's really, really key when it comes to the throat chakra. If we're not speaking our truth, they there could actually be a physical lump that will form in the throat. And I've had this many times when I have bit my tongue in certain situations and then later I feel this lump form because I need to speak. I need to use my voice. And that's how a lot of times the chakra and your guides will communicate with you and saying, hey, you need to say something here. So a lot of these disturbances can come about. We might even get chronic symptoms in the throat. We might get a sore throat. We might get tonsillitis. We might get TMJ. We might grind our teeth. We might get sinus infections, earaches, and of course, thyroid problems or voice box problems in extreme cases. So when we have this inability to express ourselves or we're feeling misrepresented or misinterpreted or misunderstood, this is really, really damaging on this chakra. Um, people might see us as not really being upfront, and unfortunately that does work to our detriment. So being honest with ourselves is really, really key here. And even though that is so difficult, it is so, so worth it, especially if you're experiencing any of these kinds of problems. So if we have, say, an overactive throat chakra, we can have the opposite thing occur. So we can become over opinionated. We, we, we can become extremely critical. We, we can become bossy. Maybe we have to say our opinion or be quite 
cutthroat with our words, not really realizing the repercussions of them. We can get verbally abusive. We can start cutting down others without regard of their feelings or their opinions. And we might also find that we interrupt people. Um, Maybe we just have this obsessive need to be heard, to be seen, and maybe we just aren't caring enough to listen to other people. So this is what can happen when that throat chakra becomes overactive. And then of course, as I was speaking earlier, the opposite of that can occur as well when it's underactive. So we can't speak our voice. We can't say our truth. We're feeling really misinterpreted or misunderstood. So those are some of the things that we can really, really look at when it comes to our throat chakras. So believe it or not, some of the most insignificant things can really begin to damage the chakra. So even if it comes to a situation where you can't speak your truth, even if it's um, this feeling of guilt that you're going to disturb the peace or, you know, not resolving conflicts with others because you don't want to be honest, because you don't want to hurt their feelings, whatever the case may be, that really, really might implement this chakra quite horrendously. So it's important to find that balance. So how can we balance the throat chakra? So of course, focusing on that color blue, working with that color, meditating with that color, doing yoga poses. Um, But one of the big ones with this one is really just maintaining your physical health. This is huge. Um, You know, making sure we're really looking after our thyroid gland, our esophagus, our mouth, our teeth, all of these things are really crucially important to keep healthy. Really making sure that none of the physical manifestations happen in this area. Um, Proper nutrition, exercising, um, meditation, envisioning that blue color, working with color therapy, and then really healing through speaking. So um, once again, we can say some beautiful affirmations to ourselves when we're wanting to balance this chakra. Some affirmations, affirmations, sorry, can be, I speak the truth to myself and others. I speak freely and with confidence. It is safe for me to express my feelings and create the life I desire. Everything I do is an expression of love. I stay authentic to the real me. So some of these affirmations can be incredibly helpful when it comes to your throat chakra and really can help you find that balance again and really overcome that fear of being heard and or not being heard and allowing your voice to carry weight and being very conscious of the words we say to others, but also ourselves. And this is really key. When I've done um, Reiki on others, sometimes that will come up like it's It's words, being conscious of speaking lovingly about yourself or to yourself. And one of these things can be the simple thing of of, uh, confidence, right? So when we start getting together with our friends and they start picking their bodies apart, do we join in in that? Do we say, yeah, you know, I wish I didn't have this muffin top or, you know, I feel like I'm so ugly compared to you guys or, oh, you know, all of these things that might come across 
innocent in a way are extremely damaging to our energetic body, to our emotional body. Our souls are listening to what we say. So we want to make sure that we're speaking in a loving way, even about ourselves, most importantly about ourselves, and then extend that outward to others as well. You know, not joining in in gossip, not joining in in conversations that tear people down, but instead focusing on the positives, on love, that can really change the entire health of your throat chakra. So really start working on that. For me as an example, this is a chakra that I have really had to work a lot with and sometimes still do because I've always struggled with an underactive throat chakra. So I've had the physical manifestations, I've had the emotional, I've had all of those symptoms in my past and it was incredibly difficult because of my background to be able to speak, to have a voice and of course with that mentality that everybody must come before myself it was really difficult to feel heard or seen. And I felt guilty sometimes if I did voice an opinion or put myself out there because it was so looked down upon. And I had to really, really change my view on that. I had to switch my viewpoint. I had to restructure my belief system about myself, my voice, and my place in the world. I wasn't just this meek and mild Christian woman who had no power, who had no voice, no authority to speak. I had to change that and realize I am worthy of being heard. My opinion is valid. My words are valid and that I very well have a right to speak up in my world and in my life and in my relationships. And that was extremely healing for that throat chakra when I started practicing that, when I started making my needs known, when I started voicing my needs, um, my life radically changed, the health of my thyroid radically changed, and it was amazing just all the beautiful things that started coming into my life that I was able to finally manifest from being my authentic self. So moving on to now the heart chakra, this chakra is a big one for a lot of people. Um, we do find that the heart chakra is most unbalanced and most commonly imbalanced in most people because the heart chakra is really associated with everything to do with love and relationships. So when we first talk about the heart chakra, a lot of people immediately think, okay, me and my romantic partner, my family relationships. Um, but what I really want to drive home today is your heart chakra is directly affected by, of course, your most important relationship in life. And that is the relationship you have with yourself. So the heart chakra is all about love, um, affection, compassion. Um, it's about having gratitude, appreciation, um, having self-compassion, self-acceptance. Um, and a lot of times the chakra is really, really affected by trust. So you can see now why a lot of people have issues within this chakra. So the location of the heart chakra is, of course, in the center of the chest, 
right around the heart. Um, the colors it governs are green and pink, and the body part and systems that it governs as well is the thymus, the respiratory system, your circulation, your immune system, of course your heart, your lungs, your upper back, your arms, and your hands. And the aspects of life that this chakra really governs and is associated with is unconditional love, balance, unity, compassion, kindness, giving and receiving, um, and infinite. So a lot of people associate this chakra with the words, I love. So this chakra, of course, is extremely important when it comes to our overall health, but also our spirituality, because when we have um, an underactive heart chakra and we put up guards around the heart, this keeps us from receiving love. So we see this quite commonly with people, especially with a lot of my Reiki clients. I try to explain it to them this way. A lot of times we go through hard and not the best experiences in life. And when those things happen and we're hurt and we have this emotional um, experience, we tend to not want to experience those things again. So when we've had a betrayal of trust or we've been extremely hurt, we tend to put up guards then. We put up these guards and protection around our heart and we don't easily let people in. And that, of course, is for protection purposes, so you don't repeat the past. However, what can really happen is when we put these guards up so fully around the heart, this also can hinder us from ever receiving wholesome love and really experiencing unconditional love and connection because we're now not allowing ourselves to ever receive fully. So logically, you might know somebody loves you. You might know that logically and mentally, but do you physically and emotionally and does your heart chakra fully feel that love? Do you feel love? When someone tells you they love you, do you feel that loving energy from them? Do you allow that love to penetrate your heart chakra and really be felt? If not, then you very well could have an unbalanced heart chakra. And this can really hinder you from having true love and connections in your life. So we really want to work on balancing the chakra so we can have fulfilling relationships, not only with others, but with ourselves. So one thing I do really want to bring up as well with the heart chakra is um, past experiences, emotional pain. Um, so what can block the heart chakra is those things. It can even be old programming, overthinking. Um, those kind of things can really be triggers for our heart chakra and can really block it, which makes it difficult to form and hold on to healthy relationships. So um, one thing we want to really work on is when we're going through hardship or we have experienced hardship in the past, we want to work with our emotions. We want to accept our emotions, to express them and to let them go. This is so huge when it comes to balancing your heart chakra. So I'm going to repeat that. Number one, we want to accept our emotions 
we want to express them and then let them go. So the root of a blocked heart chakra is typically emotional repression. So if we want to learn to love freely and openly and get in touch with these emotions, we need to allow ourselves to accept them and validate them. And this does include emotions we don't want to feel. So really, really get in touch with that. Once we've accepted those feelings, those emotions, and once we've accepted that we feel a certain way, whether it's in the negative or not, try exploring and expressing them in a few different ways. Um, So if you can't verbally release them, things that you can really do are journaling um, or writing a letter, meditating, voicing them out loud to yourself and whatever way feels good for you. And that can really involve even a good cry. It can involve a good scream. It can involve a good release that way. Um, Whatever works for you. If you're feeling overwhelmed by emotions, really, really allow yourself to emotionally release in whatever way that is a healthy way and works for you. If you're more of a creative person, drawing, painting, doodling, um, if you're more musical, create a song, um, you know, inspired by your experiences or listen to music that's comforting for you that helps you have this release of emotion, Um, create art, you know, whatever expression um, really helps you get everything fully out. So really, really allow yourself to express these things in a healthy way. We don't want to keep building these things up and bottling them down because that exactly is what's going to block and hinder your heart. So really be aware that clinging to your emotions and getting stuck in this never-ending cycle of emotional turmoil rather than choosing to let them go is really not going to benefit you in the long run. So if this is a problem for you, Acknowledge those emotions and surrender them to the universe to help you release. So the other thing I want to mention about balancing the heart chakra is making the effort to show yourself love a little bit each day. So this might seem like, okay, well, duh, but it really is a valid point how often do we really show love to our bodies, to our soul, to ourselves as a whole person? Do we take a little bit of time out every day to do that? Do we allow ourselves love? Sometimes we get really wrapped up in that our partner needs to give us this, our friends need to give us that, the people in our lives and our jobs need to give us this before we can feel whole, before we can feel love, so we can feel love. But that's really not true. We need to start realizing that we hold a lot more power than we realize and that we really are the first ones that we need to go to when we have a problem. We need to address our emotions and we need to stand up and show ourselves love. Even if there's no one else around, is there a possibility or a way that you can really show yourself love in even just a small single way? So an example of this is even just pampering yourself, having some self-care, some self-love, even if it's just for a half an hour or even 10 minutes every day, 
Um, you know, saying a positive affirmation to yourself, doing some mirror work, um, whatever works for you. If you do need to feel love from someone else because you can't seem to give yourself that, hug someone close to you. Let yourself feel that beautiful loving connection from your partner, from your friend, from your family member, and allow that beautiful energy to really penetrate your heart. Um, Let yourself really, really feel that and allow yourself to receive. So if you do make a plan that you want to see someone and you want to receive, set that intention as well. Today, I am going to show myself love. Today, I'm going to allow myself to feel loved. So really go to those sources where you feel the most love. Um, So doing a little bit of appreciation and gratitude as well can really go a long way. So starting off your day with three things, for instance, that you're grateful for or three things that make you feel loved. Um, you know, maybe it's buying yourself a little a little gift, or maybe it's taking a hot bath. Maybe it's praising yourself in something you did well. Anything like that. Um, you know, doing some yoga, making time in your schedule for you. Doing that self-care and love will really, really, really make a humongous difference in the long haul when it comes to your heart chakra. Um, so as we keep doing this and make it a daily practice, it really then can start to become a habit for us. And that habit really would have the power to completely transform your heart energy center for the better. So the other thing I want to mention as well is how the heart chakra really can be affected by not forgiving. So holding on to grudges, holding on to, um, you know, distrust, those are really huge. So is there somewhere in your life or someone in your life that is really, really still being held on to by your heart? Is there forgiveness that's needed? Is there a need to forgive and let go and come to a place of acceptance? So... This is really key when it comes to heart chakra healing, really analyzing where we might have felt wronged, where we might have felt hurt, and validating those emotions. So going back to point number one there. So if there is, really make a practice of releasing. So if there is an area in your life where you're finding, okay, there's someone that I do need to forgive, there's someone I need to let go of, or an experience that I need to let go of, what can be very, very helpful for you is doing a burning ceremony. Um, I've done this a few times now, and when I did it this last time, it was incredibly powerful and healing for me. I wrote down anything and everything that I was bottling up, um, as well as any emotions I was feeling, any resentments I was feeling, um, any hurts or grief I was feeling. Whatever the case may be, write those things down on a piece of paper and then go out to your fire pit or if you have a pot you can use just to burn your papers in, use that and then set those uh, pieces of paper aflame. 
Now, as you do this and watch the flame engulf those fears, engulf those emotions, those experiences, all those things that ever have hurt you or hindered you, I want you to also say a positive affirmation. When we do this, we're replacing the old with the new, the bad with the good, and what we want to welcome in now. So we're saying goodbye to these past experiences, these hurts, maybe even a person that has been tremendously toxic or hurtful, um, and we're welcoming in now a positive thing instead. So when you burn these, make sure you replace it with that positive affirmation to welcome in that new. And that really can set a beautiful intention for your life moving forward. And just doing that simple act really, really uh, cleansed me of a lot that I was carrying. And it really helped me release and surrender. And afterwards, um, as something extra that I did, is I gathered up the ashes and I buried them in the ground and in the earth. And that also was really wonderful for me because it was letting the earth now handle it. I was giving back the earth my problems, my fears, my worries, and I'm surrendering them to the universe to handle and to transmute into new energies, into new beauty, and grow something beautiful from that. So all those things, even though we might really feel like, oh, we can handle it on our own, really realize that the universe is there to help you. The universe is so ready to be there for you. So you are safe to release those fears. You're safe to release those hurts and you're safe to release the pain and the suffering you might have endured at this, you know, and distrust that you might have endured. Those are things that you are safe to release to the universe to let them handle for you because we really don't need that when we're going forward in our spiritual journey. Life sometimes can be hard enough, so you don't have to carry these things forward. Um, And when we do this and we surrender, you're going to notice such humongous changes in your heart and the health of your heart chakra and also just your overall vitality by letting go of things that no longer are serving you. So um, the other ways that we can really balance the heart chakra is using some crystals as well. I really, really love using crystals in my chakra healing, and I thought it would be really beneficial to mention some specifically for the heart chakra. So, of course, the very well-known one of rose quartz can be incredible for healing. Clear quartz as well, jade and green calcite. So, remembering those colors, our pink and our green are the ones that really, really are amazing for our heart chakra. So, using them when we pick out crystals, also in color therapy can be incredibly therapeutic. Um, Another thing that I'd love to mention too is some essential oils. Believe it or not, essential oils have amazing healing abilities and um, some of the ones that you can pick for the heart chakra specifically would be rose, geranium, neroli, ylang-ylang, jasmine, and bergamot. And those essential oils can be incredible when we're working with the heart chakra. So using them with our yoga, our meditation, however you want to use them can be very, very beneficial. 
Um, so moving on from that as well, one thing I want to really bring up too when it comes to the heart chakra is really nourishing and feeding our heart. So you might be like, well, what does that mean? Um, and what I mean by that is we really daily give our souls and our hearts some sort of nourishment. And that can be in the negative or the positive. So make a choice every day to nourish your soul and your heart with something that really lights it on fire. And when I say that, I want you to think of the first thing that comes to your mind that really makes your heart feel full, makes your heart sing and leap with joy and satisfaction. Really think about that. Think about those things in life that really just get you excited and passionate and so much so that you may even physically feel your heart lift when you do this activity. So bring those things to mind. Really make an effort to focus that every day you do something for you, something that makes you feel light, that makes your heart really, really full. If you can think of those things and implement them in your daily routine, you will notice such a huge boost in your heart chakra, as well as your overall vitality, your mood, and just making sure we put ourselves first Um, and remembering that that is not selfish, that is self-care and that is self-love. So look after yourself and realize that it is okay sometimes for you to receive. You don't have to constantly give, give, give. It is your time now to heal your heart, to heal your past wounds, and to fill your cup with compassion, kindness, and unconditional love because you are so worthy of that. The other thing I want to address as well is feelings of unworthiness. This is so huge when it comes to the heart chakra, and that is a big emotion that I felt for a very long time. Um, Coming from the background that I did, it really did implement my feelings of worthiness when it came to God, when it came to having a relationship with God, and even just a relationship in general, finding someone who could appreciate me and value me and lift me up instead of making me feel like I wasn't worthy, that I was not good enough. And I constantly battled with those feelings. And sometimes I still do. And that's only because a lot of times our heart chakras are dramatically affected by those past experiences we've had. So we want to reflect on those things and we want to come to a place of acceptance so we can heal these wounds and these feelings of perhaps unworthiness, of hurt, of grief, whatever it is that you're feeling, we want to move past these things. So reflect and accept is what I'm really, really driving home today. So moving forward from the heart chakra now, I want to go into our solar plexus. So our solar plexus is a really, really crucial chakra, as they all are, but the solar plexus is located in the upper belly at the diaphragm, about two inches above the belly button, and it acts as the center of personal power. This chakra governs your personality, ego, and identity as well as your personal freedom, your choices, and your authenticity and self-confidence. So a lot of things that can block the solar plexus 
of course stem from a lot of emotional issues and behaviors um, such as our confidence level being quite low, feeling insecure, and a lot of self-esteem issues. These are things that can really, really block our solar plexus. The other thing I want to mention as well is when we're not holding on to our personal power. That's the other thing that can really get in the way of our balanced solar plexus. So if we are giving our power away, we really are going to disbalance this chakra. And that can really be easily done. A lot of times you don't realize how easy it is for us to just let others take over, to feel overruled, or take like the back seat of our lives and let someone else do the driving. So I really want you now to focus on where your personal power is presently. Have we given it away to a situation, a person, or um, any circumstance that's come up in our life? Are we letting someone else take the wheel or are we in the driver's seat? Are we fully digesting everything that's been going on in our lives in a healthy way? And are we really taking control? Because this is super huge, especially when we're dealing with our spiritual journey, because we're going to come across trials and tests and sometimes tribulations as well, where we are going to have to be strong, where we're going to have to own our power and take control of our lives and really, really find that place of empowerment. So what can we look for? What kind of symptoms can we look for when we have an imbalance? So some things that we can watch out for is if we have an excess of energy here, we can become controlling, we can become intolerant, or we can become excessively competitive. Perhaps we overeat, perhaps we overindulge in life in general, perhaps we have a lot of fatigue or even just have an excessive lazy um, attitude or behavior towards life. Um, Now we can do the opposite. So if there's an energy deficiency in this chakra, we can feel really insecure. We can battle with anxiety. We can battle with a lot of fear. Um, So when we have this, this can cause things like low body weight and poor appetite. Maybe we just feel like we can't even eat. We're so stressed. We're so anxious. We're so fearful in life. Um, Maybe we lack the confidence and poor self-image. Maybe we can't look at ourselves and feel like we're beautiful or put our best selves forward because we're afraid of being judged. Um, And maybe we even suffer with an ill, ill ability to focus and have a lack of organization in life. Some physical manifestations of this would be our stomach ulcers, indigestion, diabetes, eating disorders, or other illnesses tied to the digestive tract and system um, can really manifest when we have an unbalanced solar plexus chakra. So how we can really start to begin to balance this? So of course we want to work on the confidence. We want to start building ourselves up instead of tearing ourselves down or having other people tear ourselves down. So if we're in this scenario where there's someone in life who makes us feel small, who makes us feel insignificant or ugly or not beautiful, we want to find ways that we can navigate that. 
where we can remove that toxicity from our lives and start building up the confidence we need in ourselves. Because we don't want to continue down a road where we're feeling less than, when we're feeling unconfident and unable to go after our dreams or go after our desires and needs in life. We want to really change that. So Working with the solar plexus can really, really help us to do that, to bring about this power, this empowerment in life, in our confidence, and allows us to take on new challenges and become more um, zen in life. So we're not so anxious, we're not so tired, we're not so fatigued and fearful So to get to this place, we really need to begin to work with either mirror work or affirmations. This can really be extremely powerful. And I know this goes for all of the chakras, but specifically when we're dealing with low confidence, mirror work can be an amazing, amazing tool. If you've listened to my podcast previous to this, you know how big of an advocate I am for this. If you're unfamiliar with mirror work, I'm going to quickly give you the rundown. You would take two minutes every day staring yourself in the mirror at your reflection and pointing out the details that you find beautiful. And as you look yourself in the mirror, you truly will feel an emotional release. Most people do when we do this practice because when you first begin to start, it might be extremely hard to do. Maybe you've been dragged through the dirt throughout most of your life and your self-esteem is in the pits. And to look at yourself and find the beauty might be a real struggle at first. But I want you to try. I want you to look yourself in the eye and find one detail about yourself and focus on that detail and really, really give yourself that energy of love. Allow yourself to receive that love. And as you look at yourself, tell yourself how beautiful you are. Tell yourself how valuable you are. Tell yourself a positive affirmation such as how loved you are. How much you love yourself. So some affirmations for the solar plexus that can really hit home for you are the ones I'm about to list now. As I take on new challenges, I feel calm, confident, and powerful. I feel motivated to pursue my purpose. I am ambitious and capable. I forgive myself for past mistakes and I learn from them. The only thing I need to control is how I respond to situations. I have the courage to create positive change in my life. I stand in my personal power. When we repeat these positive affirmations, we help reverse the negative thought patterns and replace them with constructive ones. So change these affirmations and script them however it feels right for you, whatever resonates, but make sure you start repeating these to yourself daily. And if you are having a hard time with your self-esteem, please implement the mirror work. It really, really works wonders. 
So the other thing that can really help us balance the solar plexus is practicing yoga, um, doing mindful breathing, helping relax our bodies so we can release a lot of the stress and anxiety that we might be harboring. Doing sun salutations, particularly in yoga, can really help you connect with the fiery energy of the sun and help you really just strengthen yourself and calm yourself and align those chakras. So doing a few of those poses can really help awaken the body as well as release whatever stress that we're building. Now, of course, going to the color yellow, which this chakra dominates, we also want to meditate on this color yellow. We want to incorporate it in our food. We want to incorporate it in color therapy and in our crystals. So working with yellow will really, really help enhance the health of this chakra as well. And as we start to have a healthy uh, solar plexus chakra, we're going to come to a place of empowerment, of love, of self-acceptance, of confidence. So we can have that confidence going forward in life and going after our dreams and really taking the driver's seat, not allowing anything or anyone or any situation take away our power. So now going on to our sacral chakra. So our sacral chakra is located right around the navel areas, right around the abdomen there. Um, and the color that the sacral chakra governs is orange. The body parts and system that it governs are the ovaries, testes, reproductive system, the uterus, the lower digestive organs, your kidneys, your prostate, urinary tract, and lower back. The associated life um, aspects to this chakra are relationships, emotions, intimacy, sharing, sexuality, sensation, food, appetite, pleasure, movement, imagination, and the words that would be governed with this chakra is I feel. So this chakra is incredibly associated with intimacy. It's really, really associated with creativity, with passion. And of course, that can really encompass relationships in our lives and our joy in life. Um, one big thing that I really notice with uh, most people in their sacral chakras is they're no longer finding the joy in their lives. They're not going back to that inner childlike state, which allows us to live creatively and happily. And really, really, that can make a big difference when it comes to our daily life and our health. If we're not finding joy, if we're not allowing ourselves to have fun, this can really be damaging to that sacral chakra. So what are some of the symptoms of a blocked sacral chakra? So when the sacral is out of balance, a person may experience feelings of fear, depression, manic, or emotional instability. They might feel overwhelmed. They might have a loss of imagination or creativity. There might be sexual dysfunction, reproductive issues, and even things such as addiction can well up when the sacral chakra is not balanced. 
But when it is in harmony, we're going to be able to live our lives passionately. We're going to be able to engage in healthy sexual activity. We're going to have true intimacy. We're going to be able to have prosperity, creativity, and joy in our lives. And really find our relationships with ourselves and others will dramatically improve when our sacral chakra is in balance. So questions to really start asking yourself when working with the sacral chakra is things like, do I feel repressed from expressing my emotions or desires openly and freely? Do I feel sexually frigid or the opposite? Do I struggle with low libido? Do I feel emotionally reactive and surround myself with draining people um, and drama? Do I struggle with compulsive behaviors? Answering these questions honestly might really be eye-opening to what might be truly going on with our sacral chakra. So how can we begin to balance this if our sacral chakra is not in the best of health? So once again, I want to mention some positive affirmations that can really help you reset this sacral chakra. Um, So let's dive right in. So the first one I want to say is, I deserve to experience pleasure and have my needs met. I feel safe to express my sexual self in fun, creative, and healthy ways. I attract relationships with loving, good people who will support me. I embrace change and make the best of my future. Every day, I experience more joy and satisfaction. I flow with inspiration and creativity. My body is vibrant and I am comfortable within it. These positive affirmations can really help us work with the sacral and help us to break the bad habits that we might have created with this. So be open to working with them and word them, of course, however you feel good, whatever resonates best for you. The other thing I want to really mention is the element that this sacral chakra is associated with, and the element is water. And I wanted to bring that up because when we think of water, we think of something flowing. We think of something unstoppable that just continues on and moves past any obstacle in its way. And likewise, when we're working with our sacral chakra, working with water and visualizing water and flowing and really tapping in that ability to flow with change, flow with things and not go into the fear, we can really reconnect with the sacral chakra. So spending time by water, uh, meditating about water, or even just picturing yourself flowing, um, taking a relaxing bath, any of those things can really help us remember this powerful, powerful ritual for this healing. So another thing I want to mention too is yoga. Yoga, of course, is going to be really good to help us reconnect the physical with the spiritual. So mindful breathing, um, releasing the tension, allowing us to release fear, release whatever might be holding us back and tapping into our physical bodies again can be incredibly powerful when working with the sacral chakra. 
Um, now the color orange as well, that's something we wanna work with uh, through color therapy, through food, however you wanna do it, that orange is gonna be incredibly powerful, especially when we meditate with that color and visualize that color over this chakra can really, really help the health of it. So remember to be creative. Remember to play, to get muddy, get in the dirt, have fun, and bring yourself back to that childlike state of wonder and imagination. I find as adults, we really lose touch with this and we really tend to get preoccupied with everything on our to-do list, what we need to do, what what needs done, what needs accomplishing. Um, And there never seems to be much time where we as adults get to really just play again um, in healthy, fun ways. So as an adult, remember to get creative. Remember to have fun, whatever that looks like for you. Um, And don't be afraid to be goofy, to really just get into that childlike state because it'll really do wonders for your chakra healing. The other thing I want to um, address as well is confidence with this because confidence can really go hand in hand with our sexuality and our freedom to express ourselves sexually. And this can really, really impact the chakra as well. So I felt like that was really important to mention as well we might feel like we're not worthy of having our needs met. Maybe there's things that we're scared of expressing. Maybe there's things that we just don't know what to expect. Or maybe there's issues that we've suffered in the past with sexuality, uh, with a sexual partner, or something that really might have been damaging um, in that regard. And that can really, really influence the sacral chakra incredibly so. And if that's something that has happened to you, um, really working with what your needs are now, going slowly and realizing that you are deserving to feel love, you're deserving of feeling pleasure and having your needs met can really be transformative for you and your sex life. So really working with the sacral chakra can help you attain sexual um, and creative freedom, expression, and satisfaction. So really, really work with that chakra if these are issues for you. So last but not least is our root chakra. So our root chakra is incredible. This chakra is all about grounding. It's all about keeping ourselves stable, safe, and secure. Even the name root chakra really gives us a clue as to this because it's all about grounding and taking root in our lives. So the location of this chakra is at the base of the spine and its color that it dominates is red. The body parts and systems it's associated with are the adrenal glands, the skeleton, the skin, blood, the large intestine, the pelvis, hips, legs, feet, and the elimination system. The associated life aspects with this chakra is survival, security, trust, grounding, the physical body, money, home, job, a sense of belonging, nature, biology, and earth. The key words for this chakra is I have.
So when we have a healthy root chakra, we are going to feel safe, we're going to feel secure, and we're going to have stability. But the opposite can occur when there is an imbalance. So signs of an imbalance would be anxiety, nightmares, fear, pain in the feet and legs, the lower half of the body, maybe even weight gain within that section, feelings of discontent or alienation. And we can really, really struggle with being grounded in life. So the root chakra really corresponds to the earth element and to roots. So how strong our roots are, how deep they go, and how supportive they are in our lives. and consists of whatever grounds you to stability in life. And that really can include your basic needs like food, water, shelter, and safety, as well as the emotional, like letting go of fear and letting go of anxiety. So when in balance, we are going to feel grounded and safe, but when out of balance, we're going to feel anxious, insecure, and vulnerable. So working with the root chakra, we can say some beautiful affirmations about safety, which can really, really help us to feel more secure and grounded. So some examples would be, I am always safe. I love my body. My home is safe and secure. I am financially secure. The universe will always provide for me. By repeating this, we really can begin to create those new thought patterns and help them align with the feelings of safety and stability. So when we're working with the root chakra, grounding is super important and we can easily ground ourselves to feel more safe, to feel more secure by going out in nature. Nature is an incredible healer for us. It can really bring us back to that state of trust with the universe, trust and surrender because a lot of times in life we go through periods, especially now in this point in history, many of us are without jobs. Many of us are struggling And many of us are worrying about even the basic necessities. So when that happens, our root chakra can really go out of whack. And that's why it's so important to say these affirmations, but also go to nature to stabilize ourselves, to remember that there is more to life than just what's in front of us, and to realize that the universe is really there for us. Mother Earth is there to support us, to look after us. So a key thing that you can do is take those shoes off, take your socks off, and put your feet in the dirt. Let yourself feel the mud squish between your toes and really visualize roots growing out from your feet into the earth where they can become planted and stabilized and rooted in security within the earth. This can really help you. Even if you meditate and visualize this in your meditation, This can help with grounding, with helping you feel more secure and really, really surrender your emotions of what you're worried about and what you're feeling and what you're fearful of to the universe and let yourself feel supported from Mother Earth, from your guides, from the Earth itself supporting you. That can really, really help. So reconnecting with nature can really, really help deepen your connection with your body and with the universe itself. So really be mindful of that and really practice um, this mindfulness and being barefoot so you can really, really feel your skin against the earth. 
So the other thing I want to mention as well is healing from past insecurity as well. So maybe this isn't a current situation that you're in, but something that you've always felt from the past. Perhaps you grew up in a home that wasn't very well off, that wasn't very stable, and this always made you feel disconnected. It made you feel unsafe. It didn't make you feel secure. And maybe you've never really dealt with that past. Maybe you've really healed, never healed from that instability, that insecurity in life. So really, once again, go back to those emotions that you might have felt, validate them, and release them to the universe to handle in whatever way feels good for you. So going and grounding, doing a burning ceremony, whatever it is, praying, just releasing those worries, those fears, anything that you need to do to surrender and let go, do it because it's going to so help your root chakra and come to a place of stability for you in life. Because a big reminder and big help for you, if this is you and you have this unbalance, is to remember how truly supported you are. The universe is so there for you. You are never alone. And if you trust the universe, the universe will provide for you. The universe is so willing to be there and so willing to help you if you surrender to it, if you allow it to. And be open to that support. Don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it because that is so key when it comes to balancing all of our chakras is being willing to receive healing, being open to receiving guidance and being movable, being flexible and really listening and tuning into what the universe is moving us to do and what direction it wants us to go because we can trust that the universe always has the best intent for us in mind. So guys, that ends my podcast today on all of the chakras. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope it gave you a better understanding of all of the chakras, what they do and how you can help their balance and how you can fully become balanced and aligned with them in life. So once again, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it all made sense and that you guys got a very quick rundown. There's so much that's really entailed with this, but please feel free. If you have any questions that you need answered or you want to expand on anything, please reach out to me on my Instagram or my Facebook page, Sacred Reiki Healing, and I'd be happy to help you there. Thanks again for joining me on this wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. I am grateful for you and I hope you have an amazing, amazing day.